Hello, all you slut enthusiasts, fellow sluts and pervs. Welcome to the Slut Next Door podcast, and I am your slut next door, Miss Beatrix. I am a taboo phone sex operator, audio porn creator, and just an overall slut who wants to talk about all things slutty, kinks, fetishes, and all the dirty things that hide inside of our heads. So today it's just going to be me, and I'm going to talk about online sex work. It's going to be geared towards women and men that may want to get into the business and also customers. I have been doing sex work for a little while now and not to toot my own horn, but I have been very successful with it. So I am happy to share my experience, my advice, what things work for me and things that I've noticed. So, you know, you may be, like I said, someone that thinks they want to get into virtual sex work online, or maybe you are currently doing sex work. And I feel like we all can learn a lot from each other um, because the things that I'm going to talk about are things that I've noticed not only in my own experience, but also watching others that I admire uh, that do sex work. So online sex work is a really fantastic uh, job, if you will. I say, I say it like that because sometimes I feel like it's not even work. It feels so enjoyable. Um, you know, so it can be like super rewarding and it can be very financially rewarding. Um, and that's why I want to share these things with you because I want everyone to be successful. Um, so let's hop into it. Um, I wanted to start with saying that, you know, you can hop online and there is free porn everywhere. It's literally everywhere. Uh, men and women can hop online and find plenty of free things to jerk off to and get off and they don't have to pay a thing. But, you know, there are a lot of avenues and a lot of happy customers that do pay for online sex um, services. So, you know, and I know there's others out there that, you know, might tip up their nose at online sex work. You know, like I've heard people say, I'll never pay for porn. You know, it's like some something they're proud to say. And that's cool. Like, I'm not judging at all. Um, but we live in a day and age now where virtual sex work and the experience that others have through this world, this online sex world, is super valuable and meaningful to a lot of people. <clears throat> so, yeah, so that I say this to say that if you are going to go into online sex work, you first need to realize, you know, if you're a woman, you can't just flash your tits and expect men to throw money at you um, because they can go onto Pornhub or whatever free tube site and see plenty of tits, <laughs> you know? So um, we'll get into like what you need to do in terms of that. But I do also want to preface this, you know, 
my mom and dad taught me, well, do not talk about money. So I won't give you specific amounts, but I'll say this. I spent most of my adult life working, um, you know, not like wasn't making a ton of money, but I was, I've always made enough money to survive and be pretty comfortable, you know? Um, so I make the amount of money I make now as a online sex worker, I do it full time is the most amount of money I've ever made. It's, it blows me away. It, it really does. Every month I'm like, wow, like I've never been this comfortable financially. Now, this is all to say that I do work my ass off. So, you know, I'll start with how I got into it first, but I'll go there. So I explained this in episode one. So sorry if you've heard this before, but, um, you know, my former job, I was, you know, I was making enough money to survive. I wanted some more though. So I always kind of did these little side hustles, you know, just for a little extra cash, uh, just for things to be more comfortable because fuck, we all know we live in a world now where, I mean, the price of a loaf of bread just blows me away sometimes or like milk or eggs. I'm like, why am I paying this much? The other day, I went to go get my favorite deodorant and I was like, when did my deodorant go from like $3 to $8? (laughs) Like, what the fuck? But um, anyway, so yeah, I was uh, the last side hustle I did. I was doing DoorDash, which is a really great side hustle. Highly suggest it. If you're looking for something, it's very easy. Um, but yeah, I, so I was doing that and I was researching other side hustles. Um, cause I was just tired of having to be out of my home. Um, you know, weekends were such a busy time. So I was spending like all my prime time weekend time out delivering food. Like I I was just wanting something new. So I stumbled across this article or blog or something about women that were selling their panties, their used panties online. I was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is like brilliant. Um, yeah, I could do that. So I went to this, uh, panty selling platform, did some research and I was like, okay, okay, I can, I could do this. Like, let me try it. It sounded fun. So I start doing it and I realize really quickly, like, whoa, there is so much more to this than selling your used panties. Um, on this particular platform, you could, you could sell anything. You could sell sexting, um, custom videos, audios. Um, what else was there? Just, I mean, just anything. There was all, all, oh, fun sex, just all these other things. And I was spending all my time not really selling the panties, I was selling all these other services. So, you know, I really got into sex work that way. It was a very super amateur. I mean, I consider what I do now amateur still, but I mean like super amateur and that's, you know, that's why the guys were there. I think that's what they like. They like the amateur piece of it, you know, just normal women doing naughty things, right? So, so yeah, I was doing that and I was making a lot of money. I easily stopped door dashing. I was making more money 
than I was door dashing. You know, it was great. And I was doing really well because I had hit the ground running. Um, and I was doing well, not because I'm some like super hottie or whatever. I was doing well because I had found how to sell myself, you know, and it worked for some guys, not all guys, but you know, I was selling, Hey, I'm the MILF next door who, you know, has some femdom experience. And, you know, it was just, I had all these things that were special to me. Um, and I feel like that's why I did well. And I was showing up every day, just like pushing, messaging, you know, all these things. So anyways, um, I started looking more into sex work, like what else is available? And then, that's how I ended up on night flirt doing fun sex. Um, I was working from home doing my, my normal job. And one day I was like, you know what? I'm going to turn on the night flirt phone line, um, while I'm working from home and kind of juggle both things <laughs> in a work day. And, you know, just in that first day I had made double what I had made at my normal job. And so I kind of tested that out some more. I spent some more days on there during the week. And I was like, wow, this is incredible. Like, this is great. I was having fun. Um, I was turned on and I was making more money than I was at my normal job. And I could work from home, you know, so I dived into it. I was like, okay, I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to do, I'm going to fucking do this. And I did it. And, you know, there's some other things that happened in between then to now, but yeah, I am so glad I made that, that jump into it. So you can make a lot of money in sex work. You really can. If I can do it, literally anyone can do it, but there are some, you know, things that I'm going to tell you because you can't expect to, you know, make these profiles on the selling platforms and be like, okay, well, Miss Beatrix said I'm going to make some money. So here I am, <laughs> you know, it's not, like I said, you can't just flash your tits and expect money to just like fly at you. There's some other, some other aspects of it. And I'm going to share that with you. So before you really jump into the scene, I suggest that you love sex and you love kinky shit. Um, it, you can be vanilla and do online sex work. Sure, you can do that. But I think you're going to have a harder time landing somewhere um, within a niche. And I'll get into that deeper in a minute. But um I definitely think that you need to be naturally, you know, in real life, kinky and sexual because you have to turn it on every day. You have to, you know, talk sex every day. You have to be sexy. You have to flirt, you know? Um, so if you don't love sex and if you're not kinky and like getting kinky is not for you, I would not suggest trying to do online sex work, you will fail. It'll be a waste of time. Um, <clears throat> and the biggest, the biggest piece of advice I have is finding your 
niche. And what I mean by that is finding what fetishes, what particular kind of kinks that you will be good at. So before you even start, I suggest you find that out. Um, And what I mean by niche are particular fetishes that you're passionate about, uh, fetishes that you're knowledgeable in, and something that you personally have some interest in. Like, it's just where you want to be because you're going to be in that niche every single day when you do sex work. Um, and I suggest it not be too broad. So let me give you some examples. Um, if you go into it and you say, okay, I have a niche. It's going to be femdom. Well, that's not specific, specific enough. Femdom is so huge. There's so many things that can fall within that, um, umbrella, right? So you can say, okay, well, my niche is going to be femdom and sissies. Okay. So that's, that's more focused. Um, there is such a crowd, such a crowd out there for sissies and that fetish. Um, and so when you focus in on that, on that niche, you're, and you're good at it. That's the other thing. When you're good at it, those men that are desperate for that sissy feminization kink, you're going to get all of them. They're always looking for someone that satisfies that fetish for them. Um, and you can have more than one niche. That's the other thing. Um, you don't want too many, um, because you want to stay focused and you want to spend most of your time in that niche. So, you know, currently I would say my niche is taboo. You know, I do a lot of things within the taboo umbrella. I'm passionate about it. I like it myself. I'm knowledgeable in it. So, you know, I'm very comfortable talking all things taboo every time I sit down at my computer and do work. Um, so yeah, and it's, and see, I have other niches too. So I do that's the taboo world and I have many things within that niche even, but then I also do some audios within, um, fem, the femdom vein cuckold and a little bit of sissy too, you know, so I can gain fans that are into say the cuckolding kink. And then I have these fans over here that are into what I do for taboo. So I'm collecting all these people that, you know, will potentially buy for me or follow me or just, you know, just be a fan. And that's what you want. You want to gather people that are looking at you, you know, that are, that are seeing your work and being like, I need more from her, you know? Um, so yeah, niches, find your niche. Um, it's, to me, it's one of the most important things that you need to f- figure out before you even get started because your name, the stage name that you use could also be tied into that as well. Now, niches can also change too. They can change and evolve because you may, you know, you may get into femdom and sissies and, you know, you spend some time in there. 
but you say, okay, okay, so I'm, I'm actually going to move into femdom and cuckolding, you know, and you want to focus on that next. Uh, so it can't change. The biggest thing though, is having that main niche though, you know, so that you're known as, Hey, Miss Beatrix, she is the taboo queen. You know, um, when they see Miss Beatrix, they're going to see taboo out the ass, you know, (laughs) um, they're going to see all things taboo and they may see a little bit of other things that I dabble in, but mostly, you know, if someone's going to come across me as a creator, they know, okay, she's into taboo fetishes. So she's the taboo person. So yeah, I mean, figuring that out is important and you need to make sure you want to commit to it as well. Um, another suggestion I have is being super clear on your limits. You're going to have men approach you and they're going to want to know, you know, what is your line? Because most, most customers that you have aren't going to want to offend you. Most of them, there's going to be some that don't mind it (laughs) and they're assholes. But most men, they don't want to offend and they don't want to be embarrassed that you're like, ooh, you know, no. Ah. Um, so be very clear on it. Um, like in your the platform that you're using, when you're communicating to customers, um, figure that out. Um, and it's okay to test your limits as well. You know, um, take on something that you're like, uh, you know, I've never done that before, but maybe I'll try. Like I've seen girls do that and it's, you know, it's really cool and they'll try it and they'll say, mm, not for me or, you know, or it's something they add to something they're going to be able to do. But limits are important. Um, so that way, you know, something is triggering for you or, you know, something really grosses you out you won't come across a customer that asks you to do something and then it just turns into a negative experience. Um, so be clear on your limits. Uh, another suggestion, this is like huge for me. I learn so much from perverts and just, you know, men that I interact with clients. Um, I also, you know, currently I'm in a a discord server perfect paradise. And I absolutely will read chat in there and pick up the way perverts are saying things or, you know, they're talking about their fantasies. I'm always picking things up because, you know, it, it, you want to create content that, you know, the ultimate goal is creating content that gains you customers, paying customers. So, you know, if I can get into the mind of the crowd that could potentially be buying from me, that is just gold. Being able to get in their mind, being able to know what words they're using, um, you know, it, it's just super valuable. Or even just one-on-one DMs and I'm talking to guys about a video you might've made, or, you know, for me, it's phone calls. Um, I'm definitely listening, listening to the way guys are talking to me during phone sex. It's super valuable, especially when you're new, 
um, and you're kind of green, you can pick up on a lot of just golden nuggets from these guys. So I would definitely, definitely suggest pay attention, look around, um, go to forums, discord servers, see what these perverts are talking about, you know, the words that they're using. Um, because here's the thing, and this applies to videos, phone sex, audios, sexing, I call them trigger words. And so that can mean many things. Like a trigger word could, could mean like, okay, so if you say the word rape, I'm triggered because I had, a, you know, someone might have a previous traumatic experience and that triggers them. Um, but when I'm talking, I'm talking about it in a context where trigger words are words that excite someone. Um, they, it makes their genitals throb. Um, gaining those trigger words is so valuable for any type of content you're making. Um, hitting those trigger words will, will bring satisfied customers and it'll turn them on. And that, <laughs> that's what you want, right? They're coming to you because they are turned on and they want to orgasm and have this, you know, really meaningful sexual experience, um, with you. So of course you want to do a good job and turn them on. And so I would suggest being very, very knowledgeable in the trigger words of fetishes. Um, I'll talk about, this one's pretty safe to talk about sissies. Okay. You take, um, the sissy fetish, uh, cocksucker, I would say is a trigger word for most sissies. Um, what else would there be? Panties, um, sissy bitch, you know, just the, the words that really trigger them and, and make them be like, Oh yes. Um, <clears throat> I'll say one that's sometimes a little taboo, if you will, it might upset some people, but I only use it when it is consented upon and I have established with the, with the customer, it's okay to say this, but most sissies love hearing sissy fag. I mean, I can't tell you how many men that I've talked to that are sissies and I save that word for like at the end when they're about to come, um, that just that word, calling them that name sends them over the edge. And so that's what I'm talking about. Trigger words are words that just send them over the edge and will make it, it'll keep them coming back because they know that you, you know, skillfully and strategically use these words to make them just so weak and feel so fucking good with you. Um, I hope that made sense. Uh, okay. So next tip research your competition, you know, um, but don't copy them. So when I say research, I mean, just, you know, going on their Twitter, going on the platforms that they use and just seeing how they do things like how, you know, if you're doing videos, how are they, you know, setting up their videos? What does their background look like? Um, what titles are they using? 
what clothes are, is she starting off in the video? Or if you're doing phone sex, going on a phone sex platform and seeing how they set their ads up, what kind of wording are they using? What kind of extra services are they providing? It's just looking to see how other girls are doing it, especially successful ones. I suggest looking at the at the top five, you know, um, of a platform just to see what they're doing. And I love looking at reviews too. I like looking at reviews as successful people because I want to see what these guys are noticing that they do well. Okay. And then, so you take all this information and you think, how can I use it for my own self? How can I translate that into my special content that's special to me? That's mine. But remember, do not copy. Don't copy what they're doing. And I'm talking word for word. Like don't take something on their profile and use those ex same exact words or don't make a video of what your competition did. That's the same exact premise. Uh, you will get called out on it um, and it makes it just makes you look dumb. So don't do that. Don't copy. But do look at the successful uh, sellers and creators and, and see how they're doing it. It might inspire you um, to do something within the same vein, but something that's different. Um, next piece of advice, branch out. And what I mean by that is I'll take my own experience. So when I was on the panty, panty selling platform, I had, I spent most of my time on Panty Deal. That was the name of the site. Uh, I'm sure they're probably still kicking, but because um, it was huge. So I spent all my time there. That's where all the customers were. And eventually, once I got going, once I felt comfortable, um, and that's key too. Let me say that. Um, stick with one at first. Get, you know, get your feet cemented into the ground set up your profile, set up your kind of existence, then branch out. Don't take on too many at once because um, that can get overwhelming. Even just starting on a platform is overwhelming because you've got to upload pictures. You got to take, do a profile. You got to do this and do that. You know, it's a lot of work. So get established somewhere, get going, get your, you know, income coming in then branch out. So taking the panty selling as an example, once I got um, established on that site, I looked at another panty site, got started there. So I collected new fans, new customers from that new platform. Okay. So then I was like going along with the panty selling stuff. And then I got into videos you know, I was already doing videos like for the panty customers. So I, you know, felt comfortable doing the clip stores that are out there. So I started doing clip stores. Um, so I branched out that way. And then, like I mentioned, I branched out into phone sex. So phone sex is where I landed because, you know, I think my videos were fine, but I knew I was better at phone sex. 
and I was more excited to do phone sex. Um, just not a video girl. And like, I never got into camming. I am not a cam girl. I never could be. I tried it. That was another branch out I tried. I tried it like a couple times and I thought, oh, not for me. You know, I could see the money in it. I made good money for two, for doing it two times. Um, but my heart wasn't in it. And that's another thing. Um, I remember talking to Jolie about this. When she was talking about doing camming, she got to where, you know, it was stressful to show up every day because that passion wasn't there. You have to love what you do or, and for sex work, it's, it's, you know, it can be intense. It can be. And so if you're not into it, if you don't enjoy it, if you don't have a passion for it, it's just intense in the worst way. Um, so, you know, that's another learn from me, like find which branch, which branch out you want to give all your attention to kind of self-reflect and think, what am I enjoying most? You know, um, so yeah, branch out. Uh, because if I would have just stayed in panty selling, I wouldn't be where I am today. Um, I'd still be having fun, but my passion wouldn't be there. The money wouldn't be there. Um, you know, I'm sure there's girls out there that are making the killing because they just, they own that panty selling, um, stuff, you know, but that just wasn't me. I needed to go to another place. Um, so branch out where it feels right. My other piece of advice is be confident. Um, if you're doing the kind of sex work where you are physically, um, seen like videos, uh, camming, stuff like that, be confident in who you are. Uh, you've got porn stars out there, big porn stars that are just drop dead gorgeous, right? Perfect. You may be perfect yourself and that's great. That's great for you. You may not be perfect, but you will be something to someone. You are someone's particular taste. You are someone's kink or fetish, you know? Um, so be confident in who you are. Don't try to be something that you're not. Um, that's a big piece of advice. That confidence will shine. It's just like in regular life with dating and whatnot. You know, if you're not confident, people aren't going to gravitate towards you. We tend to gravitate towards people that are confident, um, even if it's a quiet confidence. My next piece of advice is to have thick skin, very thick skin. And it kind of goes back to, you know, do you love sex and are you kinky? Okay. So if you aren't and you don't have thick skin, my goodness, you're going to be so, uh, you're going to fail and you're going to just, <laughs> you're just going to be unhappy. So if you are into sex and you are kinky, you still need to have thick skin because some customers are going to be rude um, or they may give you a negative review 
or whatever. You may have to deal with trolls. Uh, you got to have thick skin. You can't let something that someone said, you know, an unhappy customer, you can learn from them, but don't ever let someone control how you see yourself or your own confidence. You know, if, if you worked on a custom project for a customer and they were like, I'm not really happy with this. Like, I wish you would have blah, blah, blah. Okay. Well, learn from it. Um, offer something, whatever, but don't ever let it affect your idea of yourself. Like, Oh, I suck at this. Oh my God. That it's, it's useless. It's a waste of energy. Have the thick skin, let it roll off. Um, and keep going. My next piece of advice is customer service. (laughs) Um, you're working with people in sex work. You're working with people all day, every day, even though it is sex work, you know, it's a very sexualized environment. Guys that are coming to buy from you or interact with you will notice the customer service. Um, it goes a long way. Uh, I will say, you know, again, I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I'm just trying to share, um, where I've been successful and I can't help it when I, when I'm selling something that customer service, like uh thing inside of me just wants to uh, come on full force. Right. And so when someone's buying something for me, I can't help it. I, I'm going to, I'm going to give them customer service. I'm going to be professional. And that's the key professional because you are selling a service. You are, building your own brand. You are starting your own business in a way. So be professional, be cool and likable and charming and flirt, but you can still be professional. And I promise you the guys will notice that they do. They really do. And it'll keep them coming back to you because, you know, I'm thinking of someone in particular He told me he's one of my, um, you know, one of my repeat customers still coming to me. I just adore working with him. We have a great working relationship. Like I feel like he's my friend, right? So we were just chatting one day and he said, um, he said, yeah, I, I just imagine that when I approach a sex worker for a service, I just imagine that she's just a hot mess. You know, her life's all in shambles, you know, I don't know, maybe drug addicted. I don't know what he's thinking. He goes, but then there's you, like you, you have your shit together. You're organized, you know, it's the customer service for me. He even used those words. And, you know, that was so appreciated because I do try to be professional. And that's when I learned it, it matters. It really does matter that professionalism and that customer service. So treat these people that come to you to buy your services as customers, because that's what they are. But also, you know, I do want to say, don't be so like cold and fake and whatever, like still be your cool self, but also be professional. Uh, 
tips for any sex worker, focus, okay? You are going to be working from home, okay? <laughs> and you may get distracted. I get distracted, I do. I use them as brain breaks, right? So if I log on to Twitter, I get so distracted by, <laughs> I'll just call them out on my Twitter feed. I'll, I'll log into there and I'll see like Jolie Leon, um, Mama Fiona, Sloan's Moans on my Twitter feed and their little mini vids, uh, video trailers. I'm so distracted. I'll be watching these gorgeous women and their amazing video trailers and I, I let myself disappear for a moment, but then I get back to it. Um, but what am I talking about? Focus. <laughs> I'm talking about focus and I'm getting unfocused. Um, focus on what you're doing. You know, it's going to be really easy if you're at home every day and you really don't have a boss over your head, you're, you're going to get distracted. Keep that focus. What, however you need to do that. I have a calendar, I have to-do list, you know, whatever. Um, I give myself little goals every week. Like for example, I try to record the podcast before Friday, but like today I'm recording on Friday because I release it on Friday. Um, you know, so there's structure, there's structure there to keep me focused. Um, you know, on Mondays I look at my VIP channels and I deal with subscriptions there. You know, it's just getting yourself in that routine to help you keep yourself focused. Organization is another big thing. Um, especially if you're going to be using different platforms, my goodness, you're, it, it gets overwhelming when you're using all these different platforms. And earlier I did give the suggestion branch out. Um, you know, and if you're good, you will branch out, but juggling all the balls that you have, <laughs> pun unintended there, juggling all the balls that you're having to juggle, it's going to get kind of crazy. So put some organization into your sex work. Keep yourself organized, however you need to do to-do list, alarms, whatever it is, because if you're not focused and you're not organized, you're going to fail. Um, you're going to drop the ball. You're going to miss messages. You're going to miss putting out content on a regular basis. Um, just trust me, stay focused and organized and your wallet will thank you for it. I promise. I promise you stay motivated as well. Um, <laughs> I'm going to reveal a weakness of mine, but it's also a strength. I get hyper motivated. Um, and it's really because I love, I love the satisfaction of first completing something like putting, like checking something off of a list is so fucking satisfying. <laughs> and what, what else is satisfying is doing a good job. I love putting out content and having people come back and be so appreciated, whether, you know, that's a review or a personal message, whatever, a emoji like on it, whatever it is. And it's so super satisfying. And I just want to do that more and more. So stay motivated. 
because again, I'll tie it back to money. You know, the more motivated you are and the more that you're pushing out content, the more bigger your wallet's going to get. So stay consistent, stay motivated. For example, I try to put out at least one free content a week and I commit to doing several things in my private VIP area. Um, so on a weekly basis, I'm catching the attention of many, many, many people. And that's what you want. You want to be on their minds. You want to be on their screens because that's going to equal sales for you. That's going to equal fans. That's going to equal a customer base and that equals money. So, you know, stay consistent. It's, I think it's easy for girls to, you know, put something out, right? They put something out that's great and they enjoy the, the success from it, you know, but then they, they didn't keep motivated. Then they're stuck. Okay, well, what am I going to do next? And like weeks go by and they've lost customers. They've lost them because this other girl put something out and now they have those customers have, um, or she has the customer's attention, not the woman that I was originally talking about. I probably just didn't make sense, <laughs> but hopefully you get what I'm saying. You, you just want to be consistent and motivated is, is my point. You ultimately with sex work, and this goes for any job. I mean, I'm talking, this can be applied to anything, relationships, even you're going to get what you put in. So if you put in, you know, 20%, you're going to get 20% back or even lower. If you put in a hundred percent, you're going to get some money back. I promise you. Um, so keep feeding the machine, keep feeding the beast because it'll feed you back. You know, it's, it's just a basic life lesson. You get what you put in. Um, so that fan base, going back to the fans, you, you will gain people that come to you and, you know, they may buy a service and then you never see them again. Um, and they may buy a service and then you won't see them for months and then they come back. Um, but where, where the greatness is, are the true fans, your true followers. So these are the people that want everything to do with you. Like they just, they love everything you do. You can do no wrong. <laughs> you know, they, they just are fans. And these, this is your gold. Okay. Um, they will do anything for you. They're always going to be there. Um, you want to take care of them. And what I mean by taking care of them is making them feel special. <laughs> and how you can do this? Well, there's many ways. Um, I'll take my VIP people, the people that pay for my private content. So think, I'm not on OnlyFans or Fansly or anything, but think about um, 
on Discord. I have a VIP channel in Pervert Paradise. And guys pay a monthly fee to have access to private audios that I don't put out anywhere else, okay? So I make them feel special. I try to make them feel special by being consistent and putting out quality behind a paywall. Super quality. Um, I, you know, I give them special little um, audios that are kind of, they're not fantasy role play type audios. They're straight from my mind. Like I give them a glimpse of Miss Beatrix, you know, without a story, it's just purely my naughty mind. Um, I personally thank them. I let them, I ask their opinions. I take their ideas, you know, whatever it is. Um, for example, I've got a guy that asked me to do a script fill, which is where I perform a script and turn it into an audio. I offered it for free um, because doing scripts really is not too much work for me. Like um, I actually enjoy doing them. And, you know, I, I just felt the need to take care of him. And that's going to matter in the long run. He's going to first you know, be so thankful for such a deal who love, who doesn't love free things. And then when he goes to resub next month, that may help him make the decision. Well, yeah, she, she's just great. I've got to resub, you know, um, it's like when you go to a restaurant and you get free, whatever it is, biscuits, rolls, or whatever. I can't think of anything else. Oh, Olive Garden, you get the free little chocolate, the mint chocolate things. Sometimes those things turn into decisions that consumers make to go somewhere. They're like, oh man, I really like, uh, Olive Garden's a great, great example. You get the breadsticks and the salad and then there's little chocolates. Like people, I know people are making a decision to go there because, oh man, they have that limitless salad and those little chocolates like you like people love free things or like free chips and salsa um it's going to allow people to come back um so taking care of that core fan base to me is important and something I'm always trying to get better on myself because I do appreciate them I really do I mean it's not to sound, I hate saying this because it's the corniest thing ever, I feel like, but you know, um, I'm so thankful for my fans. <laughs> um, it sounds so corny when I say that, but I am, I love them because of course I put my heart and my soul into what I do. And when they like it as much as they do and they keep following me and they keep supporting me, I mean, yeah, I want to take care of them back because they're taking care of me by, you know, supporting me financially, um, and just being great fans. So that fan base is just such a crucial thing that you have to figure out how can I make them feel special? How can I give them something that no one else can give them? That's the other thing. Something that is unique, something that sets you apart from a competitor where, if this woman was to say, here's my VIP private area, 
and then here's yours that's just chock full of greatness. You want him to choose yours, right? You want to be, you want to have that unique experience for that fan base. This is going to sound so simple, this next tip, but it's not so simple. (laughs) Um, Be genuine and have fun. Like I've heard perverts say this, they can tell when a woman, even on phone sex, on videos, on whatever, they can tell when you're faking. They can tell when it's a chore. And that is what I think sets successful creators apart and makes them so successful is that when you watch their content, when you listen to their content, you can hear the arousal or see the arousal. You can feel them having fun. And that is going to keep people coming back. They don't want to call some girl that's just picking up the phone because she's trying to get money and she's just going through the motions and la la la. Like they're not going to want to call her again. They're going to want to call the girl that sounded like she had the most fun and she was turned on and she made me feel good and man she is just so nasty and perverted I love her you know be genuine have fun Um, because it is fun it can be fun but it also cannot be fun especially when you for me I'm not having fun when I'm tired so I've learned the hard way to turn everything off when I'm tired, when I'm mentally spent, I don't want to take calls. I don't take calls because I'm not going to do a good job. They're going to hear, they're going to hear not the normal me. So to me, that is, that is like such a golden key to is being genuine and fun in your sex work. Um, Be safe. That's another tip. Do not share personal information. Um, I don't share, I can't even give examples because I won't share on my podcast (laughs) super specific personal details because you want to be safe. There are weird people out there that'll, you know, try to dox you. Um, God forbid they can't come to try to stalk you. Be safe. You know, guys ask me all the time about personal questions. And of course I'm thinking, oh my God, they're going to come stalk me. That's why they're asking. Or, um, but I think sometimes they're just genuinely, genuinely interested and, um, but don't, don't do it because you, you just never know. Be safe. Don't give out your personal information. Like be very vague where you live. Don't talk about your family. Um, don't give your name, you know, just basic things. Just really live within that stage name. I mean, that person that you are when you are your stage name, that's all they need to know. They don't need to know anything else. I think a lot of times they're just they're just trying to get to know you and it's cool. Like they're probably just innocently asking, but still just don't give it. 
be anonymous, be safe. So once you get established on whatever platform you're using and you've really gotten a good rhythm going, give free to get more. And what I mean by that, give free content to gain more customers. They, a lot of guys aren't going to purchase something from you if they don't have a good grasp of whatever it is, like what you look like, what you sound like, what, whatever it is, um, you know, and you want, of course you don't want to put your best work for free, like some extravagant, um, clip you made or some extravagant audio that's just like out of this world. So good. Um, you don't want to give those out consistently. Um, but you don't want to put shit out either because the point of putting out free is to give potential customers a taste of who you are. You know, you want them to listen to this free content and think, oh my God, I need more of her. I need more of him. You know, whatever it is, I need more. Um, and even uh, customers you've, you've had before that maybe haven't came to you in a while, if they hear that free piece of content and they're like, Oh man, that just reminded me of the call I had. I've got to call her again. You know, it's just, it is, um, bait, if you will, to, to, to pull them in, you know, um, and get more subscribers, not even fan, not even, uh, paying customers, just subscribers. Like you put out something free, they're going to subscribe so they can see more free. I mean, that's always good to have subscribers. You just, it's always trying to get more and more eyes on you and what you're doing. Um, I felt like I had to bring this in. <laughs> Whenever you get started on some platforms, there are just a wave of scammers, specifically sugar daddy scams that you're going to come across and that many girls fall victim to. And what these guys are doing these pieces of shit <laughs> will approach you and say, um, you know, I want to be your sugar daddy. Um, you know, I'll give you an allowance of $5,000 a month. All I need from you is to send me $40 for, I forget what they say. It's like, send me $40 to just prove to me you're real or some bullshit like that. And girls will fall for it. They really will. And it's sad because here's the thing. I heard someone say this once. If it sounds too good to be true, it's not true. Right? And yeah, the message like, I'll give you $5,000 every month. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> Sign me up. But it sounds too good to be true. Um, So yeah, there are a lot of scammers and they will try to attack new profiles because they think, you know, these girls don't know what they're doing. Um, so that's definitely a thing. And then last piece of advice I have, if you want to get into sex work is, you know, when you get started, sometimes it's a slow start. So if it's not working right away, keep going. Because it may take a minute to gain that traction and to gain those eyes on you, gain those potential customers. Um, 
you know, if you get set up on a platform and a week goes by, you know, and you're like, oh, I'm not getting messages. I'm not, I haven't even made a sale. I'm going to quit. Okay. Well, you just gave it one week. Really? Like you've got to give it some more time. Um, if I had to give it a time, I would say, I don't know, two to three months, you know, and if, if you're not getting any sales or any followers or anything like that after two or three months, um, then yeah, put it down. You're not doing something right. Maybe it's not for you or you need to really evaluate what you're doing and like go get some help from someone that knows what they're doing, whatever it is. Um, <clears throat> but don't just like turn it on and set up the profile and expect it to just work right away. You do have to give it some time to develop those, those fans and those potential customers. So my next portion of this episode is kind of the flip side. So this is towards men or women that are wanting to work with a sex worker. Okay. So if you are wanting to be a customer that purchases a service or content from um, an online sex worker. Here's my tip for you. <laughs> um, be direct when you're approaching for service. And what I mean by that is, you know, I would imagine that perhaps you've been eyeing a content creator for a while. Okay. And you finally think, you know, I've got to have this special service from her. I need more. Okay. So when you approach a sex worker, be direct. Don't like skirt around what you want. Please do not reach out and just say hi. Because there, if you're, especially, <laughs> especially with someone that is established, um, they are busy as fuck every day, um, juggling so many messages and a message that, a message that just says hi, like for me, it's a personal pet peeve <laughs> or how are you? Oh my gosh. I, I don't know why it, it bugs me so much, but ugh, when someone messages me that I typically don't even answer because I'm not online to answer how I am, right? I'm, I'm a businesswoman, if you will. I'm doing business, right? So it, and let me not sound like a cold, hard bitch. I'm not like, if you're like, Hey, how's it going? Um, I love your video title, blah, blah, blah. I really need more. I mean, that's fine. That's fine. You're, you're getting somewhere, but it, when it's just, hi, how are you? And that's it. Ugh, don't do that. Please don't do that. Um, but yeah, just be direct about what you want. Um, we're used to guys being too direct. <laughs> like some, some men, you know, I just imagine it. They're, they're online, they're jerking off. And, you know, they find you and they're thinking with their cock head and not their real head. Right. And so they say some really stupid things. Um, so trust me, being direct is not going to offend, 
Um, if you're just like, hey, I want to order a custom video. Okay, great. Um, I promise you, if you come to a sex worker with that statement, you know, hi, love your work. I want to order a custom audio. When I order a custom video, they're going to be like, Ooh, hello, <laughs> Mr. They're going to be excited because you know, you're, you're purchasing from them and that's, that's what they're trying to get. So just be direct. Um, don't waste time, but also be respectful. And what I mean by that, it goes back to the, hi, how are you? Such a waste of my time. <laughs> um, but don't, it also would be annoying if someone messaged me and be like, and was like, um, you made me come so hard, period. <laughs> like, okay, cool. Thanks for the message. Um, it, just don't waste time. If, if you're approaching a sex worker, a content creator, and I don't know what you're trying, I don't know what you're trying to get. Um, but just don't do it. Just don't waste time. Only come to sex workers <laughs> if, for one, you are giving a genuine feedback. You know, those are always great. Say, you don't want to leave a review publicly. You want to message her directly and say, hey, um, that piece of content you put out yesterday, oh my God, blew my mind. Here's what I loved about it. That's great. That's not a waste of time. That's feedback and that's makes someone feel good. That's, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about if you're like, um, gosh, I'm having a hard time thinking of something, uh, like, well, oh, here we go. Well, what are your fantasies? Okay. I literally guys will like never had a conversation with them and they'll want to message me. What are your, what are your fantasies? You know, or, um, kind of can't think of other good examples. This is terrible because I really should have all the examples because sometimes they're plentiful. Um, but just don't waste our time. You know, uh, there's some of us that do this full time where it literally is a profession. I have our own business. Um, so don't waste the time there and just be respectful, you know, even though, especially if, the girl is just hot as fuck, you know, hot as fuck porn star. Um, be respectful. She's still a person, right? Um, she wants to hear how hot she is, of course, but just be, be a decent human is what I'm trying to say. Um, and my next point was absolutely reach out to compliment. Like those are great. Those are great. Cause I would argue that most sex workers are attention seekers, <laughs> you know, like I'll admit, I, I like attention. Um, but specifically I love doing a good job. I love hearing good job. I'm telling you that is like the key to what motivates me is get that pat on the back. Um, so I think that's why, I'm so gravitated towards what I do because I just want to do a good job and that this is the way I can do a good job. Um, so yeah, we, you can message and, and compliment. Those are great. I promise you they'll probably want to hear it. They may not respond, um, but they may respond there. I, I don't know. Um, but that was my point. Don't, don't expect a, a conversation. Um, but do reach out and compliment cause 
those are appreciated. If, if a particular piece of content rocked your world, I mean, it was just the best thing you've ever seen and it was free or even if it was a paid clip, even a $5 tip is so appreciated and sweet. I promise you, you will get all the attention. <laughs> um, and it's, and it's just nice. I mean, you know, if they made you come a load so big, it hit the ceiling, tip them $5. I mean, <laughs> um, why not? You know, if, if you're able to, if you're not, that's okay too. Like, that's the thing. I know I put out a lot of free content and I know that a lot of guys are, are enjoying it and coming to it and all that good stuff. Um, and that's okay. I'm not putting it out so that every person sends me a tip. I'm putting it out to gain more customers. I'm putting it out um, in Pervert Paradise, for example, to support a harm reduction mission. Um, you know, there it's I'm not doing it to get tips, basically. But if you are the type of customer that has that extra cash and you're able to do it, I promise you, she will appreciate it. <clears throat> um, if you're ordering customs, so that's a whole process that can be, um, here's my, here's my advice, at least from my perspective. I love to know, you know, if a guy reaches out to me and says, I want a custom audio, right? I want to know. How does he want to feel like when he listens to it? Um, how does he want to feel while he's listening to it? What does he want to experience? Like, I want to know specific things, but I also don't want it too detailed because let me tell you, <laughs> I had, this happened a couple times, a couple times, Guys will give me too much info. And I'm talking one time I got pages of a Word document, 30 pages to be exact. I'm not kidding. Every page had 12 size font, 30 pages. Now, how am I supposed to turn that into a 20 to 30 minute audio? It would take me so much time to go through that. I didn't go through with it, by the way, did not because that's just too much. There's so much detail. Be specific on what you want and also be a realistic. Okay. Especially when it comes to videos. Um, you know, there's only so much that a girl can do. Um, so just, yeah, girls, content creators are happy to provide you a custom piece of content that is special to you. However, be realistic in your request and also be laser focused on what you want. Um, because if you are, you're going to get the best piece of content back if you are just concise. So that's my advice there. Don't be too shy either. I hear so many times and it's so adorable. <laughs> Guys will be like, oh my God, I was so, I was so shy to even reach out to you. That's adorable. And I do get it. Um, but don't, 
please don't. I mean, it's cute and all, but if you really, really want to reach out, just do it. And I promise you will be surprised how happy she or he will be to hear from you, especially if you're very respectful and complimentary and all that good stuff. Um, also, you know, especially if you know someone's limits, um, ahead of time, don't be shy about, you know, what you're into now. And I say the limit thing, because if, if you know, like, for example, I have no limits in terms of fantasies. So you can come to me and nothing will offend me. I've tested everything. Nothing offends me. Um, so don't be shy is my point. Now, if you see someone's explicit limits, uh, obviously don't approach her with something that's beyond her limits. You should be shy about that because <laughs> that's going to offend her. But if, if you know that your particular kinky shit falls within hers, don't be shy at all. She's heard so many things that are probably even crazier than yours. Biggest, biggest piece of advice for customers, fans, subscribers of content creators and sex workers. Um, you know, if you're approaching someone for the first time, especially read that woman or man's reviews comb through the reviews, look at their Twitter, observe their platforms. Are they, <clears throat> are they, um, active? Are they, you know, consistently pushing out content? Do they have a substantial amount of reviews? Um, these are all important because if she's not active, that's not a good sign. Um, if the reviews aren't there, you, you may be dealing with a newbie and you can always reach out and kind of, you know, get a feel there. Um, but if you're ordering something, a service like, like a custom, um, and if they don't have any reviews, mm, you may want to think twice, maybe try out a lighter service. You know, you see, you see this profile and you're just gravitated, right? And they have no reviews. I'm not saying, uh, don't approach her. I'm just saying don't buy an expensive custom until maybe she's ex established herself because there are sex workers that are scammers themselves. And it really pisses me off because it, ruins, it taints the profession that I work in. And that sucks. Um, I know I can't do anything about it and they're going to be there. So, you know, I'm not complaining, but I am. Um, it just sucks. Um, but they, they are out there and it's just be smart. You know, if, if you don't see a lot of activity and the reviews look sketchy, don't, don't give her money. <laughs> Don't give her money. Uh, it's just as simple as that. Uh, and another huge piece of advice. If you like a particular creator, 
And let's say you don't have the extra money to spend on her. You can still make her day by commenting, by liking, by subscribing, by reviewing, all these things. Because let me tell you, these things are valuable. Every time I put out a piece of content, I'm telling you for days, I look at the amount of likes or on Discord, the amount of emoji, you know, reactions are on it. It's a simple thing, but it matters. It means the world, you know, because we're putting a lot of time and effort and energy into something, into a creation, and we want to know that it was received well. So if you feel it's worthy, like, react, comment, follow them on Twitter, follow their profile on whatever um, platform. Those are all ways and those are all free ways. That's the beauty. It's a free way to support your favorite creators. So we are now down to the listener questions. So I'm going to hop into those. Um, and remember, if you would like to um, give me questions to answer on my episodes, come join my Discord server. I ask the questions there. So this listener question says, in her YouTube comedy show, he forgot the name, Lily LeBeau, I think that's how you say her name, Lily LeBeau's character remarked that she, a cam girl, was basically a therapist to her clients. Is that something that comes up a lot? Clients, obvious emotional issues. How do you go about handling that? Excellent question. And, and I'm actually upset I didn't think to include this in my episode from me. Um, because this is definitely a thing that happens. Especially, I think, on phone sex. I remember it might have been my first or my second call. Um... I had a guy call me and he stayed on the phone for an hour. Okay. And again, this was like my first or second call on night flirt. And it wasn't a sexy conversation, really. It was him talking about an experience he had that was obviously kind of traumatic for him and he was kind of obsessed with, but he couldn't talk about it with anyone else. And that happens a lot with phone sex. Um, you become someone that knows someone's secrets that no one else on this earth knows. And I personally love that. Like it's, um, something that arouses me. I love having someone's naughty secrets. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it definitely comes up and a lot of I've noticed a lot of um, guys that come to me um, throughout the time I've done sex work that have some mental health issues, as in they're depressed, they're lonely because they don't have anyone. Um, you know, it's it's where they come to to feel good, and it's the only time they feel good in their lives. So, you know, I'm gonna kind of circle back to something I mentioned earlier. This is why customer service and, um, you know, just being a professional 
matters. Um, because with this person that is very sensitive and is having a hard time and you make them feel good and, and you're also kind to them through the process, they're going to come back. Um, and that's the thing with virtual sex work. Um, why it's great is it's, you know, there's nothing wrong with being alone. It's just, it's sad, right? But that's the reality for some people. And you know, they are able to utilize a service that makes them feel less alone. And, and that's great. You know, that's a great thing. So yeah, it does, it does come up a lot. Um, especially for me being a phone sex operator, I feel like a therapist at times. Um, how do I go on about handling that? Sometimes, you know, there's been times where I've lent an ear and this is even outside of my payment, right? Like, so we've, we've already done the service. Um, I may reach out afterwards and just say, Hey, you want to talk about this? Whatever. Um, or I may check in with them, whatever it is. Um, so yeah, I think it would go with someone's comfort too. There may be some people that are uncomfortable with that and that's okay. That's where I, I would suggest if, if, um, a newer girl came to me and she was like, Oh my God, it made me so uncomfortable when he started talking about this. Then my advice would have been to be respectful and be like, okay, well I'm going to end the call, you know, whatever. Um, and hang out because you don't want her to be comfortable, uncomfortable rather. Um, so, yeah. So, but for me, how do I handle it? Is I just listen and I'm kind, um, because people, sometimes people suck, but genuinely I care about people and especially someone that's going through something. Um, yeah, I've even given away free things to people that are having a hard time just cause I want to make them feel good. Um, next question. How would you prepare them for hardcore perverts? And he, he's talking about, um, new sex workers. How would I prepare them for hardcore perverts? Showing your boobs on cam is different than telling some perv that you'd do X, Y, Z in his fantasy. <laughs> That's an excellent question. Um, if, if I had the ability to tell someone, you know, let's say a girl came to me and she's like, I really want to do taboo phone sex. Okay. Um, that's great. First question, are you into taboo? And that goes, I'm circling back to something I started with. You have to be interested and love the fetish in some way if you want to be good at it. So, you know, if she said, yeah, yeah, I'm into it. Um, I'd give her some specific examples of what I've dealt with from perverts, um, that were on the hardcore side and say, would you be okay with that? Um, yeah, I'd tell her that. And then I'd also tell this person that yes, there are some perverts out there that are just shit people, right? They don't want any help. They just want to be 
dirty and perverted for the wrong reasons. And I would tell her, though, that most perverts that I've worked with are not that. Most perverts are just that. They're perverts. They like perverted things. Um, they like talking about taboo things. It does not mean that they are sex offenders or they are evil people. It just means that they like to get perverted, you know? Um, I would tell her that because I heard a story. I don't know how true it was, but I heard a story that some guy called a girl on Send Cats, okay? And Send Cats is a phone sex platform that is super raunchy. It's, you know, kind of the place where perverts go. And so I heard this story that he called a girl there and he wanted to do some like daddy daughter role play. And this girl agreed. And so they got into it and she ended up um, reporting him because of this daddy daughter role play. And, you know, that's really fucked up. If he said on that call, you know, if he had mentioned, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to molest my own daughter, as in he's talking about real life, then yeah, he deserves a report. But if you're doing a role play in fantasy, he does not need to be reported because, you know, it goes back to my previous episode with Nick, you, people cannot be thought police. We, we can't police our thoughts. Thoughts are thoughts. They're inside your mind. And some of these guys are calling you because they want to get it out of their mind and explore it with someone, you know, in a safe and legal way. So yeah, that's how I would prepare a girl for hardcore perverts. I would be very honest and, um, a little educational, uh, on taboo fetish because just because people are into taboo doesn't mean that they are harmful people or that they will ever um, give out harm. They're just perverts. And that's cool. I love perverts. <laughs> so uh, next question says, what are your tips for how to approach and interact with a content creator for custom work, services, or just to buy content, especially for a first-time buyer or someone who just doesn't know how to do it or where to begin. Basically, content buying 101. Great question. Um, because, you know, if you sell on many vids, there's a lot of times you don't interact with any of your customers. They buy your videos and you don't have to really do anything with that transaction. But if you're selling on somewhere like Discord, which is more independent, um, you're in control. Um, yeah, guys are going to come to you and have to like order that from you, right? So my advice would be to approach that content creator with, hi, big fan of your work. Be specific about what you like, you know, um, oh, I really, really like how you do your, 
your daddy daughter video role plays. I really like those. Um, you know, what are my options to getting more from you? And then she can, um, suggest custom sexting, camming, phone, um, another pre-made video. That is actually a great way. If you're not sure what you want, or maybe you are sure what you want, hear what she has to say because she may have a service you didn't even think about. Um, but if you be specific about what you particularly like about her, I'm, I'm positive she will be able to sell to you and suggest to you what you might be interested in. Um, or if you're on somewhere like Discord and you're not, let's say, I don't know, you, you see this content creator on there, but you, you're having a hard time finding more of their work, reach out and ask them or look on their profile. A lot of girls put their link page on their profile. So it'll send you everywhere that they have content. Um, you know, use that or even ask her, Hey, where can I find more of your stuff? She'll gladly give that to you. Um, <clears throat> another piece of advice, let's say that you know that, Hey, I know I want a custom video from this creator. Reach out to her and say, hi, love your work. Um, I want to order a custom video. What's your process? Promise you, she probably has a process. <laughs> um, if she doesn't, then, um, that's, I, I'm just positive that most would. Most creators have a certain way they want to collect that information, right? Let her take control of the conversation. And then that takes the pressure off of you, right? You don't have to, you're, then you just have to respond to whatever she says. So yeah, that's my advice. Um, next question. What advice do you have about deplatforming? What can we do to protect against companies and platforms suddenly deciding something which brings us drastic change? So great question because that, that really is such a real thing. You know, you've got only fans like, uh, last year that said, we're going to be, you know, stepping away from porn <laughs> and that created such a panic. Um, you've got, you know, like this particular person had given the Tumblr example where at one point Tumblr, oh my God, there's Tumblr gifts. Oh, I used to love it. It was just Tumblr was full of porn and sex, and then they did away with it. Um, and then it just created massive chaos. So what do you, you know, it's going to happen. Well, I shouldn't say it's going to happen. It could happen. So I would say branching out using multiple platforms. So that way, you know, if this platform dies, you've still got this platform to use. Um, don't put all your eggs in one basket is, is my thing. And again, circling back to something I mentioned at the beginning, um, I do suggest if you're using like 
a shit ton of platforms, which you could be when you start sex work, um, <clears throat> spend most of your time in one. Um, I'm not saying abandon all the other ones, but for me, I always had one that was my main place. Like that's where, um, all my customers were, that's where it usually was the place that had the most amount of people that used the site. Um, but anyway, I'm getting off on a tangent. Branching out would be for me and a piece of advice, not using just one solo site, using multiple ones. Um, so that way, like I said, if it, if everything crumbles, you still have another option. Um, and then the other thing, if you're not backing up your own stuff, then you're not being smart at all. Um, you know, like for example, if you're putting videos out and for some reason you're not like saving those videos, well, that's just silly. So I would say, um, back up, branch out and always, always keep your fingers on the pulse of what's happening in sex work, you know, like what new sites are coming, what, where are people, um, selling their stuff. So like a competitor content creator, what sites are she using? That's one way to keep your finger on the pulse. Um, yeah, just always, it goes back to the eggs in the basket. Don't keep them all in that one basket. Um, keep your finger on the pulse of the new stuff and branch out to other places. Next question. What are your tips to new creators when it comes to finding your niche and your people? Love this question. Um, as you can tell, I love talking about niches. Um, trying to think if I didn't cover anything earlier when I talked about niches, the biggest thing with niches is, is having your own passion within that niche. I mean, if, if you don't have that passion for it, you're going to fail. It's going to become heavy work because you're not excited about it. Um, so that um, I would think about what kind of porn turns me on. You know, if I still got stuck figuring out what I was going to do, I would think, okay, what are some porn videos that I saw that have always turned me on? Um, I would also think about, you know, when it comes to deciding on a niche, you know, let's say that you're new and you have several niches you'd like to get into. I would, to help me boil it down to just a few I would look and research to see um, where there's room for more creators. Like, for example, Femdom. Um, and I'm saying F-I-N-Dom, financial domination, is so saturated. It's so saturated um, because of many reasons. But, you know, we're not talking about that this episode. But, like... That wouldn't be a particular niche I would suggest for a new person because it's so saturated. If you have others that you're interested in, maybe look at something else and just kind of dabble in Fendom. 
Um, because you obviously, if you want to be set up for success, you want to go into a niche where more creators are needed, you know, different type of girls are needed for that niche. Um, that would be a tip I would have. Um, I just, I feel like it really, for me, comes down to what you're personally passionate about and what turns you on. What do you get excited about? Because you're going to be talking about it daily. You're going to be thinking about it daily. So it, it really should be something that you get excited about personally. Um, and I love that you put your people um, because I do feel like perverts are my people. <laughs> and that just comes down with the niche, you know, because um, like I mentioned earlier, when you really hit a niche hard, you will gain some like hardcore loyal fans because when people are into very niche fetishes, you know, that aren't mainstream, man, when they, when you get a, um, a good content creator in there, they're just going to attack her and, and soak everything they can out of her because that's what they're passionate about. Those people, um, they want more because there's not a lot. It's not, you know, some of these niches, they can't go on to you, um, Pornhub, about said YouTube, <laughs> they can't go on the Pornhub and search for their niche and find anything sometimes. Um, so yeah, that's my suggestion there. And then, um, last question, how was your beginning Miss B? I'd like to hear about the first time a really dark pervert phone sex and what my reaction was like when he asked for such things. That's funny. Um, my beginning. Yeah. So when I first started doing taboo phone sex, um, I had, I had had real life experience, um, that was with a former boyfriend, you know, that had some perverted fantasies and we would, you know, talk about them and play together, uh, within that fantasy and role play. So it wasn't shocking for me when I started doing taboo phone sex and audios because I had done those with a former partner, you know, he, um, we were both into it. Yeah. So, so my, my first experience wasn't that, uh, drastic and hardcore because I'd already been there. So it's, it's a little tough to shock me at this point because I feel like I've heard it all. And, um, I don't know <laughs> what is inside of me that makes me so open. I think, you know, for taboo, for that niche, you have to be open-minded and you have to be educated because I feel like a lot of people would hear these things and they'd start panicking like, oh my God, he's like a potential murderer. Oh my God, the police need to, no, like the, these guys just have a very active imagination and a very taboo imagination. It doesn't equal that they are dangerous people 
you know, this is their way of letting their hair loose. So there's always been something inside of me that just makes me a bit more open-minded. And because of that real life experience I had, you know, cause we had talked a lot about it when he, when my ex had brought up to me, you know, that he was into something super taboo. Um, of course we stopped, we stepped back and we talked about it. Like, you know, I'd ask him cause I felt like it. I was like, well, you don't want to hurt anyone in real life. Right. You know, he's like, of course not. And then I was like, well, yeah, of course he doesn't. I don't see that in him. So once I established that he was, you know, just the man that I loved at that moment and he just had, you know, this perverted fantasy, I was like, okay, well, that's cool. Let's explore this some more. And of course we had spent a lot of time talking about it afterwards and, and all that, but yeah. So that concludes, uh, episode 10, episode 10. Can you believe it? Episode 10. Thank you for listening. Um, today, uh, all about sex work. Are you enjoying the slut next door podcast? You should come join my discord server where you can ask these listener questions. You can get to know me and others and enjoy delicious, filthy porn channels chock full of legal, safe fetishes and kinks. You can find the Discord server at discord.gg slash slutnextdoor. Or you can follow me on Twitter. You can find me there at slut underscore next underscore door. Talk soon. Bye-bye.